Hi guys, today I'm going to be interviewing Paul V. Perez and we'll be discussing COVID and its effects on reselling and our lives in general. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. Okay, now I see. Now I see it. Now I see. All it. right, we are live. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for checking out another episode of the Reseller Niche Podcast. My name is Mo, and I'm here with my buddy, longtime podcaster Paul Perez. And if you could do me a favor, Paul, let people know a little bit about yourself and where they can find you. Definitely. Uh, my name is Paul, just like Mo said, and uh, I've known Mo for a few years now, and. Uh, we both came into like meeting each other through um, the green room, which is a long story in itself, which we'll get into, I'm sure, in a future episode. But uh, we both met through reselling, and uh, we've kind of been on and off since then. He's been on my show. I've been on his show. I am a social dancer. I'm a podcaster and a content creator. Um, my, I do have a podcast. It's called the Improve and Have Fun Podcast. And on there, I work on improving myself. My, this is the byline. So if you ever hear it, this is what I'm always going to say in the beginning. I work on improving myself while having fun along the way with the hopes of encouraging encouraging, excuse me, others to do the same. And I do so by documenting my life and interests. So I talk about all the things that interest me in the hopes of connecting with other folks uh, that have that similar interest in mind. So uh, it's kind of a little bit of a shotgun approach, but uh, I, Mo and I will get into I just think sometimes talking about one thing all the time is going to just become kind of dull. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry. I was just going to say part of the whole idea behind this show is that we want to, we, you know, we're both resellers and Paul's kind of gone from reselling to other ventures. And that's kind of what we want to talk about. It's not just, you know, what's your eBay haul, but how the rest of your life is going and it's been affected by what's going on in the world right now. And actually, the big topic for today is we're going to be talking a little bit about COVID-19. Uh, we're not doctors or nurses or anything like that, not like that, but more about how it's just affected daily life for us as resellers and non-resellers, as just regular folk, you know, how's it affected us moving forward and what are we looking at in the future? So um, let me see here. I guess the first time I started thinking about it was when I saw it on the news around March, February, March, that time. So what was the first thing, I guess, what's the first thing that changed uh, in your daily life? Well, how did it affect you, Paul, like in terms of what you did on a daily, day, daily basis? Well, in the very beginning, I was still working. I work in a hotel. I'm a bellman in a New York City hotel, which runs at a, like at least five to six days of the week at like a very full capacity as most New York city hotels often do. I've worked in New York city hotels for over 20 years. And, uh, the biggest, like, like, can we curse on here? Well, I don't know if you, you're cool cursing. On That's here. a good question. I mean, uh, I mean, go for it. All right. Uh, the biggest like, Oh shit moment. Was, <laughs> like come March, 
there were a ton of cancellations. Like once the news started getting out about COVID and that was just kind of unprecedented. Like yeah. so many cancellations and the amount of people arriving in the hotel was just shrinking. And this happened in a matter of like a week or two. Yes. It was crazy. So, uh, you know, and the same amount of time this happened in March, right? Uh, like in a, in a week or two or three, I was already told that I was going to be furloughed, you know? And uh, I've been furloughed since then. And we're already seven, eight, nine months into this. And it's had some pros and its cons, but uh, we'll go ahead and get into that in this episode, definitely. Yeah. yeah. How did this yeah. affect you come uh, Like, how, when did you start seeing it in your world? Um, in my world specifically, it yeah. felt like it was like an overnight thing because I, you know, hear things. I'm not a like a crazy news watcher. I, I don't like scroll through, oh, what happened today? So I want to say when people started shutting down things, that's when it affected me. And I, I think the first main thing was the grocery store. Did you have that first day when you went to the grocery store, the first day after you heard about it? Toilet paper, yeah. Toilet okay. paper. That was yeah. nuts because, you know, you go, you know, once a week, once every couple of weeks, get what you need. You never thought about toilet paper, hand sanitizer, you know, uh, wipes, you know, oh, is there going to be bread tomorrow? Am I going to be able to get hamburger meat tomorrow? You know, I don't know. So that's probably the first thing that hit me basic stuff and especially because i remember the guy that was in front of me had two carts like it was like q4 and he was like like selling stuff <laughs> but his carts were full of toilet paper one whole cart was full of like three quarters full of toilet paper he had like the spray bottles lysol all that kind of stuff and then the other one was food so it was like one non-food one food so that was the first thing that struck me i want to say that was first week of march late february whenever it was and that, that was kind of, because I'm in the suburbs, yeah, I'm in the Sacramento suburbs. So it's maybe a little bit slower than other places. I used to be in the Bay Area. Um, I was kind of lucky, I don't know if it's lucky or unlucky because I wasn't working because I had a shipping store that shut down mid 2018. So since then I've been at home anyway. So it's been a while. So in terms of my day-to-day -day life, I didn't feel like my seeing coworkers and stuff. I didn't see that. Well, most of what I saw was online on TV, you know, texting family, that kind of stuff. So in terms of it affecting me, unfortunately, I, I, I'm guessing I was probably affected by what I was seeing on the, on the screen, on the social media, on TV. Um, as far as affecting my reselling, to be honest, it, and it, this is bad to say, it actually helped it in a certain, in kind of this, a strange way so uh, yeah yeah yeah. i mean i i remember i just remember thinking on like the second or third day like wow everything has changed in a couple of days so i mean that kind of strange feeling like okay but this time last week we weren't talking about toilet paper and you know bisol whatever so i mean as, as far as like the people like this one thing i will say this whole area didn't go nuts like my whole the town I live in is it's pretty low-key um, you didn't see a bunch of people like freaking out or anything like that I don't know if it was like that because you're more kind of more in the in the city than I am so um, did you notice people around you like your environment maybe not you specifically but the people around you kind of freaking out or um, I don't know reacting in a, an adverse way or uh, I mean uh, I'm in the I'm in New Jersey 
you know, I'm on, yeah. the, I'm on the East Coast, you know. But uh, what I definitely noticed was the the shopping was was bonkers, and also yeah. you mentioned Lysol and wipes and hand sanitizer, like that stuff was super hard to find for for a few months. But I yeah. mean, it was all from the beginning when this whole thing started. Even rubbing alcohol, yeah, uh, was tough to find. And like when some of the like the 99 cent store in my area, or like uh, like I found some rubbing alcohol in a hardware store that I used to go to in my town in Union City, yeah. Jersey. And like they were charging like six, seven dollars a bottle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, and I, I mean, so it was crazy. It was like some very, I mean, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist and. Uh, you know, they talk about pre like predictive programming. And I just think a lot of people, you know, they watch this stuff that it is popular and talking about okay. like the walking dead and all these movies and things. Like oh, that. Yeah. I think that once there was even a hint of that, or like, of course, the new sensationalizing things. Yeah. People just went bonkers. And like I said, like you said, they were like buying cans of food. They were buying toilet paper. Uh, there was a story that, uh, that I covered on the podcast regarding frozen pizza there was a shortage of frozen pizza for a while. There was a meat shortage. It, oh, yeah. It was bonkers. It was bonkers. So uh, I just uh, saw the mad rush and, like, also going on social media, like, seeing friends and, like, oh, look, I finally got some some wipes. It's, like, gold kind of thing. So, yeah, I saw oh, the yeah. like, hysteria as well, definitely, you know. No, it's crazy because I, I remember – because um, I was looking on, I was looking on eBay to buy stuff, not to sell stuff. And I was just looking at because I couldn't find any wipes. Because my whole thing is, you know, we don't, I don't really use the spray stuff. We use the wipes a lot because I have two small kids. Couldn't find them anywhere. And I literally saw a listing that said four hundred and fifty dollars, five hundred dollars for like a dollar. I'm not talking about Lysol. I'm talking about you know, Annie Mae's wipes or whatever. Some random. 99 cent store brand, $400 wow. sold. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was like, I'm in the wrong business, but I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, that, that was probably the thing that struck me the most. And I even got a call from my sister and she was, she's in the Bay area. And then she's like, Oh yeah. Well we had all these wipes like in her office, they had like a central storage little closet that has like wipes and all that sanitizer stuff that stuff all disappeared. She's all, we don't know who took it. There's only like eight of us in this office, but everyone's looking at somebody else there. And <laughs> she said, yeah, all this, the, the, the wipes and all the hand sanitizer just disappeared like on the, the day they announced everything. Like it was gold. Dude, like you're saying that, like talking about family, I, for a, a long time, I, I actually would have like gloves and mask at, at home. Like yeah. the gloves to like just when I clean my bike, it's like a lot of parts that are, have oil and yeah, yeah. On them. So I just you know, I, and I, I still use them to this day, like when I like grease parts and things. And the masks, just because like at one point in my life, I was like into like just covering my mouth while I slept. You know, long story, but like uh, because of the dust and stuff. But I just had that stuff like there forever and. Like I ended up like, you know, speaking to my mom, she lives in Arizona along with my sister and my older brother. And like, I ended up sending them stuff because okay. there were things I was finding, uh, like in my town, I could find like masks and gloves at a, at a reasonable price. Uh, and like, I was sending it to them. You know what I'm saying? At one point I sent it to them once, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. Dude. Like I said, uh, I think people got into this whole post-apocalyptic, like, you know, 
meme that has been with us, which I I like the genre. I'm not I'm not downing it. Like yeah, yeah, through TV, through video games, through books and comic books, and they just went to town. It's like this is happening, fuck, you know. So uh, it's weird because I remember having these conversations. Actually, my brother, I remember he he like gave me a call and he said, "Oh yeah, I'm on Etsy right now." I'm like, I didn't know you knew what Etsy was. He's like, "Yeah, I'm buying these handmade masks." Like people are ma- making. Remember those ha- those those things? Yeah, and he's all, yeah. It's like this is lots of those. Like I like, dude. That's in the beginning. Like if you were into making masks, like I brought masks as well that, that were handmade, and one that I two that I actually still have to this day. Like one is already on its last legs, but <laughs> that was a good business. I'm talking about in the beginning too. But I'm oh sorry. yeah, oh yeah. About I, your brother. And then uh, then he was saying he's all. He was asking me about prices. I'm like, okay, I. You know, I don't keep up to date on mask prices, but okay. He's all, yeah, it's 45 bucks and you get four of them. I'm like, <laughs> oh wow, it looks like that guy just cut a t-shirt up or something. And okay. I think someone wore that. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I mean, did you already order? He's all, yeah, I already ordered them. They'll be here in three weeks. I'm like, you spent 45 bucks on four masks. They won't be here for three weeks. And it's not like they're, com- they're coming from like within California, California to California. I'm like, uh, they haven't even made those yet. So maybe they just, they ran out of t-shirts to cut them up or something. So I just thought that was a trip. I mean, just, ugh. Yeah, so the, the beginning of this situation, like I said, this is, you know, uh, I was having this conversation and I've said, I've mentioned this many, many times before that, um, you know, this is going to be a time that we look back at when we're mm-hmm. older. Like, and so much has happened because you and I are like in the same age group more or less. Like, yeah. so much has happened like in our years of existence on this planet that it's just like crazy stuff. And this is going to be one of those crazy things, you know, and I'm sure our parents can say the same, you know, Yeah. Like, crazy, crazy stuff happening. dude. Like, I, Oh yeah. You wouldn't believe, you know what I'm saying? If I told you when you were Bambino, like your kid's age, Oh yeah. You're going to live through this, this and that. You're going to be like, dude, you're bonkers. Like that's on TV. You know what I mean? But I said, no, that's really going to happen. You know, I actually saw, they were talking about that on news actually, like people younger than me, because I'm in my 40s, so yeah. they said people that are like, say, born in I don't know the late 90s, mid 90s, not even millennials, after whatever is after the bleh, millennials, those kids have it the worst because maybe they they were like five or six during you know 9/11, then after that they had you know the mini recession or the, whatever 2008 was called, and then now this. And that's all within the first 20 or so years of their lives. So it's like, wow. I mean, for us, at least, you know, we can remember, you know, the 80s were not too bad. I can't really remember them too well, but they're pretty good. And then the 90s were pretty cool, I think. So, so, I mean, I'd say the 20th century wasn't too bad. It's just the the new century has kind of been interesting, we'll say. Dude, I I actually disagree with that because, like, if you're talking about, like, let's say our parents' parents, they lived through, like, the Great Depression lasting for years. And, you know, somebody that – and there are these people that do exist. Like, somebody that is, like, 100 years old or 90 or 80 years old, they lived through a lot of shit. That's true. That's true. I wouldn't – I mean, the, the good thing about, like, those kids that you mentioned in that particular age group that you know we have technology that we're not going hungry that we're not like that's true super sick or like with flu and like not like knowing how to solve the flu and and chicken pox the chicken pox not even a thing anymore we we had chicken pox you know yeah you know but, i remember yeah i hated chicken pox i scratched yeah, it yeah like 
like, I didn't even know this until recently. Like, I went to go get some blood work done about two months ago. And I asked, like, oh, yeah, chicken pox, right? Like, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, chicken pox is not a thing anymore. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. You know, like, there's a, like, a vaccination for that. You know, so when I was a kid, every, I want to say pretty much half my elementary school class got chicken pox. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, chicken pox today is like a thing of the past. Like, it's not even a thing anymore, really. It's not so, like, I mean, the, the kids that have, you're right that they've seen some shit already, but the technology and uh, that we have now, even like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not for GMO foods, but like, Foods that can be easily grown in whatever, like in a room or whatever, like yeah. you're not gonna go hungry unless something crazy happens. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they're living in the best time now. Honestly, like we're no, no, uh, I, I agree with you that I, I totally agree with you that. And I think another thing is that there's a, I guess a filter in terms of not not even a filter. There's like with social media, it's like social media. There's still a barrier. You can still turn that off. And there's so much technology that you wouldn't. You're talking about the the Great Depression there, 1930s. I could not imagine being alive then. I mean, with that, I mean, I think it was what 1929 to 1938 or something like that. Yeah, like I'm talking about, like you living in your house with your yeah. mother's family, your brother's family, your sister's family, like all of, everybody's living together because you just can't afford to like live anyplace else. Or uh -huh. I mean, the, the, I mean, like I said, my little limited knowledge, like the ingenuity that came from it, is just like. When you have nothing, you're going to find a way to make money, like making masks or like, oh, you're going to go shovel your snow or like, I'll cut your grass, like whatever it is, that uh -huh. people are growing their own stuff. So, I mean, there was some ingenuity there, but still like, the you know, like to live through that and it'd be a decade, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. well, this whole COVID thing, oh, Lord willing, blow over in the next year, year in 2021 or like, you know, so uh I guess we're living in unprecedented times and it's exciting, believe it or not, even as scary as this is, and we're recording this on election day, uh, you know, it's, it's an exciting time to be alive. Yeah. 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 No, it really is. It just kind of reminds me of, um, I remember I wrote a, like a, um, a report, a book report, ninth grade. And I think uh, it said something like, what is the most exciting thing that's happened to you so far? And I think I mentioned something about going to like a, like a baseball game or something like that. It's something mundane like that. And then the, I remember the teacher came back to me. She's all, well, maybe not excited. What's the most scary thing that's ever happened to you? And then when she said that, I didn't really have anything to say. So, I mean, I guess, you know, you know I, I, I had to think about it. and I, I don't even know what I said because I didn't have anything substantial to say. So, I mean, but at the same time, like you said, with all the, like you like with food, GMO for one thing, um, with the technology. Imagine doing business without the internet during COVID. How would that work? Because we relied so much on, you know, these, you know, not Uber, but like, you know, um, DoorDash and that type of stuff for food delivery, even Walmart. And like, you can go pick up food. You don't have to even go inside. Imagine that. Imagine dealing with COVID without that. I mean, exactly. it's just, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine actually living in a time like, even say, like you said, like uh, the Great Depression there with all the things they had to go through. You couldn't move. Like here, technically, if we really wanted to, we could say, you know what? I can't live in this place, this city. I can move across state. Move. How would you do that back then? You didn't have resources. Like, because everybody was like, living with each other and like uh -huh. try to make like to try to like save or like try to make some money you know what i'm saying uh 
maybe it's equivalent to like immigrants, like maybe not right now, like coming to this country for the first time. And my father was a super for many years. And uh, like there was this, and I'm not throwing shade. I'm just, I'm just reporting like what I've like, experienced. Like, uh, like I, you know, in his building, there were like a bunch of Chinese folks that just had, and they were going, they will rent a big apartment and then they have mattresses everywhere in the apartment. And just like, there'd be like a bunch of people living in there. You know what I'm saying? And so like, maybe they could get on their feet and they could like kind of move on. You know what I'm saying? But, or like, I've even heard that like sometimes like with Mexican folks, like that, that they'll like do the same. So, uh, in the, but, but like, even in that situation, there are like still like resources and things that one can use. And I'm a child of immigrant parents. I'm sure you are as well. Yeah, you know I am. Uh, so uh, I, I forgot where I was going with this. But um, I did want to say one thing just going back. Like I said, we're, I, we are totally like off the rails here, but <laughs> you know, we're talking. This is good. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think that your teacher should have discounted like you if like you said that the most ex- the most exciting thing that's happening was a, a baseball game or you didn't know what was like the scariest thing because then those are your experiences and those are values. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, you know, I, I kind of throw shade on your teacher. <laughs> like you're giving you guff about that. You know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, I I forgot where I was going with that last point. No, 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 no. You're right. I mean, I think. I mean, if taking on those points there, just you know, uh, like you said, I'm I'm, I'm a family of uh, I come from an immigrant family as well. But like, if anyone doing anything just to move from one place to another, you have to do what you have to do. For you know, maybe it's like you know, you don't speak the local language, you don't know the local area, obviously. You don't know one, you don't have an in, you know, to get something that you need. So you just kind of have to group up, deal with it and kind of move, like take each day as it comes. So I think, I guess my long winded point to that is right now, it's a lot easier to do that than it was in the past. No. And like, now I remember what you, cause like you just said it and it just kind of, like, I just remembered, like you said, like if you wanted to move right now across town, you can. And similar, like, like, you know, like I look, right even like behind you right now and yeah like, behind me right now like all these things that we have oh, these yeah. are resources that we can like sell because we know how to resell like they uh-huh. bring back to reselling where like if we've super got in a pinch and we just have to get rid of things we have the internet we have this reselling knowledge uh, that we can go ahead and like try to make some money just to even support ourselves for a little bit more like for a big move or something yeah. like that so yeah i mean like i said right now is it's true we're going through tough times, but uh, you know we are in the best position right now, health-wise, uh, so you know, resources-wise. Yeah. To go ahead and like kind of like either we can move in with other folks, family, or like you know we're not like like I said we're not in the Great Depression kind of time. No, no. And I think to be honest, if you know, knock on wood, God forbid that something like that ever happens again. Getting out of it will be a lot faster, I think. Yeah. Only because of what we have, what we know, how we can pull our resources that we can, you know, we can do that in the past. I you mean, know, I, I really, the piggybacking on that point, um, the skill of simply reselling, um, and I'm sure it's called something else, but that I guess arbitrage. <laughs> yeah, I, I just said that skill alone, like you can really. Um, just with that skill alone, let's say like if you were dropped into some city, you just didn't know much, but you can find a way to make some resources. And one one way that you could start like getting some money, you can like start buying and selling things. Like this knowledge is a knowledge that you can be dropped almost anywhere 
and it can be really it can be applied it can be applied so it's never a thing where this reselling knowledge is it is valuable like it is it has value in that because you know this reselling thing that that you do you know you make your living by i do in a very minimal way to this day is a knowledge that's been around with us since the beginning of time of trading right and yeah like get like paying for a service and then you know what i mean so um I think at this reselling knowledge, you will never be in a pinch in the sense oh, yeah. because of what you know. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that's, you've seen that a lot of, like you said, with masks, that came out of nowhere. You know, a week before, nobody was making masks or especially not making them for money. Um, I mean, dollars for wipes. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that one. <laughs> yeah. I think I did pay like 25 bucks for wipes, which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially for dollar store wives, but I mean, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm just thinking about how. I guess the next part I want to see if maybe we can talk about this move. How is this going to affect us moving forward, like 2021, 2022? Um, not just in terms of reselling, but like just um, going through what, everything we've gone through in the last nine months or thereabouts. Um, how is this going to affect us? Are we going to be more cautious? Because I know like after like 08, you know, the banking crash and everything, people seem to start saving more. People seem to, you know, I heard there was a uh, there was a drop in the amount of people, you know, splurging on big cars, big houses, that kind of stuff. I was just saying that, um, I guess moving forward, how would you say this is going to like change us in the way, maybe in the mindset, in our mindsets? Excuse me. Oh, bless you. Thank you, buddy. Um, how it's going to change me personally, um, definitely in the spending part, like, you know, of course, with everything that's going on, I'm not alone in saying that I'm sure, you know, we've had to cut back on a lot of things that we used to spend money on and, uh, which is a good thing. You know what I mean? Cause you kind of see where the fat was and you see like, where we just kind of spending money frivolously and you start to like, you know, I don't actually need that. And. Yeah. Now that I'm without it, it's the thing where, you know, like I'm, I don't kind of miss it, you know? Yeah. But I think, uh, I think the really, I'm a big fan of James Altucher. I always talk about him and uh, I really believe that like business is going to be different. You know what I mean? Like I expect to, I Lord willing, I want to go back to my job. It's a union job and the pay and the benefits are great. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a single guy. I have no debt. I have no kids. So, you know, like I was fine, you know, with my union job, you know, and I enjoyed it too. Um, but it's, it's the way that that job was particularly done was uh, like kind of like an old model. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that business and everything is going to be different. I think that working from home is going to be uh, a big deal because, uh, you know, like who if you have a you have a store, Mo, if you can operate that store out of your home, like let's say the garage and save all that money on the rent for the store. Like, why would you want to go ahead and get a store? I mean, there's a thing, I mean, there's going to still be a place for stores and things like that, but yeah, if you're a business owner. Like, why do you want to pay rent? You know what I'm saying? Then, no, no, you're exactly right. I mean, it's the cost I'm saying, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I mean, if you, to be honest, I, I was reading, I, this was way before COVID. I was reading an article about, um, I guess it'd be commercial real estate. 
you know, stores, malls, that kind of stuff. And they were comparing the U.S. with like Germany, the U.K., Australia. And I think the amount of space that we take up just for malls and shops, Walmarts, Targets, all that kind of stuff was like 20 or 30 times the amount. And they did it per capita. You know, obviously we're bigger than Germany. But um, and then they said that in these places, they're actually downsizing and they were years ago. So like um, like if you go to a place like, you know, in you know, New York City, you know, uh, commercial real estate is expensive. You know, Hong Kong, London, the, all these places. So instead of building, you know, 20, 30,000 square foot lots, they're taking those lots that are already there and subdividing them. And I think that's probably going to be the future. Like you see a lot of people like, uh, like especially around here when I had the shipping store, we would do these like, uh, these companies would just go under. Like they're like dot coms from the early 2000s. And you walk in and it's like a wasteland, like copiers and papers and files all over the place and these big buildings. And they had literally 48 hours to get everything out. So that's what we do. We go in and we like pick up stuff that needed to be shipped off to some random place and we do that. So then after that was done, I, I remember I, I asked one time, I said, okay, so you're getting this stuff out of here. What's happening to the building? What's happening like is somebody else taking over? What's going on? And they said, well, I don't know. So then I, I, I actually asked the guy that was the, I guess he was the manager of the building. And he said that the only thing we can do is chop this place up, not physically, but they like build up, they put like the fake walls in and they have to hope that people come in. Instead of having one company, you can have 10, 20, 30. Um, but you can't do that. And, but the problem with that is that they sometimes one company goes under all, there's other companies in the same area doing the same thing. So then now you're competing with that. So I think my long-winded way of saying this is that everything's going to have to be downsized. We have way, we have enough buildings that are already built for all the stores we need, I think. Um, and that's going to be the future, I think. Smaller downsides, small little kind of uh, like pop-ups. Have you seen, have you ever been to like pop-up restaurants and stuff like oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Like around in Times, like I said, I worked in Times Square many, many years. So you yeah. see that a lot, like, especially seasonally, like, you know, uh, like, uh, you'll see like a hat store for like mm -hmm. winter or like you'll see like a particular kind of food or i remember even like tide had like or was it paper bouncy they had, they had a store when a product was coming out for a few months yeah um, yeah because i think back in the day it was kind of like you see instead of a pop-up would be like somebody just with like a stall or like a stand in front of the store but now i think business owners are like going to be like you know what i don't have any business from like 5 p.m to 2 a.m in the morning you know, and then, you know, that's why like they're having other people come in and, you know, rent out the space or maybe they just have another restaurant at night or a bar or whatever. Um, the funniest one that I thought that didn't even work is the second to last location we had, this is probably 2016, 2015. We had like a, it was a small warehouse location, like a little office in the warehouse. Right next to me, there was a car place, like just a roll up door. He had enough room for two cars and he'd fix up cars. But at night, I remember I left one time like at 7 p.m. And there were a bunch of people that were just showing up with these coffee cups. I'm like, wait, what are you doing? And like, so I went next door and they were serving coffee. I'm like, oh, so are you like the like a partner with the person? He's all, no, 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 no. They rent us the, the place, the spot from like 6 p.m. till like midnight. Wow. So it went from a, a car so mechanics to a coffee place. <laughs> That's cool. I think that's great. I think that's great. Yeah.
uh, you know, like just speaking about this conversation, like I think what is going to happen with a lot of those uh, empty spaces, I think that's going to happen what you were talking about, like in terms of like, it's like a store, almost like a food truck, but not really. Like yeah. just kind of lending out the space for a period of time and then like bouncing, right? Um, but I also think a lot of those places are going to be converted into apartments. I really believe that. Yeah. I think that there's going to be another big space. But I mean, I, I'm talking about like kind of this more like it's my view. But if you're talking about me personally, I uh-huh. just think that this is trim the fat on extra costs that I didn't really need to be spending on. And also, I really believe that uh, like I think over time, uh, definitely going to have to find a way to do some kind of work from home. I, I definitely yes. not that not that I kind of want to because I definitely think that health wise, there's a space to being in a place with other coworkers because oh, yeah. kind of being home could be very depressing, like all the time, all the time. Not for everybody, and just for me personally. Like I actually like to shoot the shit with coworkers and goof around and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's important, like socially for me, you know, because um, I'm alone, you know, like by choice. But like kind of connecting with other folks helps me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we all need that. I mean, yeah, we're humans. That's what we yeah. do as humans, right? Um, but uh, definitely learning some some skills to work from home with a job that pays, you know, pays like a, a more than a minimum wage, of course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, I think that's to be honest. That's I think it's a to be honest. That's a numbers game. It it's gonna have to happen. There's not gonna be enough. And I, I'm not trying to get political or anything, but there's not. If you just look at the sheer numbers of people, yeah, there's there's literally not enough uh, in terms of jobs right now for everyone. Like if they want to go out to a certain spot, and I don't think that's just because of COVID. I think that's been years coming. Um, so I mean, I think working at home that opens up so many avenues for people. I mean, if you your boss can you know, say, you know what, don't come to work three days a week. Just come in twice a week and pick up paperwork, whatever. Do the rest from your home. That's the future, I think. And and think about it. I mean, not everyone's a doctor or a lawyer, a car mechanic, a dentist, somewhere you actually have to physically be there. A lot of people just deal with, you know, paperwork and internet and um, things that you don't physically have to move things or touch people or, you know, organized stuff so I, that's the future I mean, 100%. and you know you, you you said a great point well i think that there is a space like if people ever thought like no plumbing is stupid or carpentry or electric or electrician not at all there is wow. totally a space for that and you might be even in more demand uh-huh. as we move into the future so uh like if any young folks are listening to this like and you're just thinking about like, let me just kind of have a job that I can do. Cause this is kind of how I live my life. Let me have a job that I can do that I can somewhat enjoy or semi enjoy. So yeah, I can yeah. fuel like the things that I actually want to do. And like these traditional kinds of jobs, uh, there is still going to be a demand and a space for them. And I'm talking like the things you said, like dentistry or like being a doctor, being a lawyer, being an electrician, being a carpenter, being a plumber, uh-huh. there is a space or even an IT person, because oh yeah, they need work like to get into it. Because people, you know, internet's taken over already. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I, I do agree. Like you are going to be, we are going to be working from home definitely more often, and I think it's going to be good to have uh, good skills regarding that. But one more thing that I wanted to to talk about was like 
you know, people, and I used to be one of these people that used to think that with because of innovation and technology, that it's going to eliminate a bunch of jobs, and it will. But in the same token, it does open up a whole other avenues of jobs, whether that be well-paying or not. That's mm-hmm. a different story. But like, think about like how Uber has changed like the car, like you know, kind of like slipped in its head. Yeah. But like, it's opened up all these kind of like jobs, kind of like this maintaining the Uber yeah. behind the scenes and the app, and then the drivers and the, the person you got to talk to in the office. So it's opened up all these other jobs because of the popularity of Uber. So yeah. Like new technologies, like let's say robots start doing a lot of the physical labor, then there's going to be a need for like, you know, repairing the robots or even like programming the robots. When the robots can do that, then there's going to be another demand for a different kind of job then. And by that time, we'll just like, it'll be a, the norm to go ahead and combine with technology because it's a lot affording us to live uh, an extra hundred years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah I know. Things are evolving. And new innovations in technology are going to open up more jobs and different jobs in different industries for us, definitely. Absolutely. And, and as, as you, what you touched on there with carpentry, electricians, say plumbers, that kind of stuff, I want to say if you went back 20, 30 years, you had apprenticeships. You had, what were they called? Basically vocational school, I think, specifically for that. I remember I, I'm watching, I mean, uh, talking to people, they said, you know what, I had a school counselor, school counselor said, okay, your gift, your, um, you thrive kind of in an environment for, say, I don't know, electricity, for uh, being an electrician, for being something like that. And that kind of went away, I guess, when, you know, tech took over. But I think, like you said, it's coming full circle. So I think those jobs are going to be not, they actually are in high demand now. I was talking to the guy, uh, uh, he's a handyman. Yes, I'm not sure what else to call him uh, right here in Sacramento. And I asked him, you know, so how long have you been doing this? this, this. He told me about his education. He had like multiple degrees and all this. He said, I make way more doing this. And he's probably like in his mid-60s or something like that. He used to work in the Bay Area. He used to get calls out, especially, uh, he said, when the tech boom was there, doing all kinds of things because people just didn't know how to do them. He would even get called in to train people because he, he was far. They said, oh, can you train? I have these guys here. Can you train them how to do this so you don't have to come back? And then he even did that for a while. So he, there is a need for this that's not being starting to see a bunch of, especially with the price of regular college going through the roof. Absolutely. That, I mean, that kind of stuff is going to be needed. I think it's like even underestimated, Mo. And I, I, oh, totally. I, I even forgot to mention a particular industry. And this industry is what my brother uh, is in. And that's kind of like repairing air conditioning. Repairing oh, yeah. Batteries. Like that's an all year round. And he, he does very well with this job. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh, and that's an all year round kind of job. You know what I'm saying? So, uh because of that, because of, I think so many of us are so accustomed to the internet and so accustomed to just kind of calling someone to come over and fix things, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, that has been under, under like, look, it's been underestimated. It, it hasn't been paid much attention to. Uh-huh. But you can still make six figures in these industries. Oh, totally, totally. And then I'm just thinking just in general, but I'm not in a trade like that. I never was. But just thinking to my dad and like, my grandparents, the things they knew how to do, and my dad was an accountant, so it's not like he was <laughs> doing anything that, but he knew how to work with wood, like he built the cabinets, he, he knew how to do a little bit of cars, like you change his own oil, like change the battery, like, 
you know, I can see what's wrong, that kind of stuff. I don't know any of that stuff. I mean, so I'm, and I'm thinking, because in defense of you though, Mo, like, yeah. you know, so much stuff online, you know how to put a podcast together, you know how to put a website together, you know how to go ahead and resell and put it online and make a living from that. Like yeah. your dad didn't know any of that. Like the stuff yeah. that he, he got passed down from his dad, you know what I'm saying? And the stuff that yeah. your kids didn't know, they're going to get passed down from you and your wife. You know what I'm saying? That's so, true. And they, their knowledge is going to be crazy because of, you know, like I said, we're still evolving. We're, we're, we're not in one state and, and like the way that we consume information uh -huh. as well is, is, you know, and their brains are going to be just completely changed you know, from the and, way our brains have been changed. It, it's funny you say that because my, my son, he's just like, just turned 10 and he knows probably more about putting stuff on like YouTube, going on social. My seven-year-old, she was the one who introduced me to TikTok. And I said, what is this? She's all, no, this. And then she showed it to me. She's all, no, this is how you do it. And, this is, and <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of, I mean, it's just kind of, that's kind of how it goes. So, uh, but just kind of bringing it full circle for this conversation. So this, the knowledge that we have now, like I said, you and I are in the same age group. I'm in my 40s as well. Uh, the knowledge that we have now is this knowledge that we've acquired over the last 40 years. But uh, the knowledge, this old school knowledge of, like I said, carpentry, electrician, plumber work, this has been something that's been around for a long time and yeah. you know there is still a place for it and there's still a demand for it even if we don't like think about it oh this shit's broken like i gotta get somebody to fix it yeah and that's when the person comes in you know what i'm saying so so yeah i mean um it makes me kind of even think twice like my dad was was a super like he knew how to do a lot of stuff and he had a bunch of like different certifications but it makes me like i thought about this maybe like last year where man, man i should have maybe gotten into I don't know if I would have like loved it because it doesn't like call my attention, but like when I'm home, I do like put up shelves and I like how it looks afterwards. And I like putting things together. And I just think that's like DNA from my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I kind of have a, like a little bit like in me, like, man, you know, like maybe I should have done something like that. And I, I mean, I, I have that same thought. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I should have done something like, you know, this all seems like, monotonous you know why not try yeah i've had that same exact thing with different things because i i, I mean one thing i want to say right uh, maybe this is slightly going back to what we talked about like 10 minutes ago with like the like uh commercial real estate and stuff like that the one play the one company that's actually buying up all these shopping malls is amazon but they're not buying it up for what you think you're not you know they're not going to have like a, a pizza place and a mcdonald's in the corner they're going to have it's just going to be literally like people driving in there, picking up their stuff. Or, so they're going to turn a shopping mall into a giant warehouse. So that's kind of like, I mean, those buildings aren't going anywhere, but they're going to be used differently. So kind of like you said, coming full circle here. Into dude, what we need to by the time your kids are maybe like 10 or 15 years from now, it could be another company that's doing something completely different because they need it for something else. You know what I'm saying? So that's true. I just say, we're just, we're, we're going, we're going with what's kind of being presented to us. And uh, I have to work on this myself, but kind of still holding on to this old way of making money when there's these other ways of making money. But then again, like just kind of, you know, enjoying that too, and not just kind of doing something to make money. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the thing right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I kind of have that, you know, the, the shiny uh, coin syndrome, kind of like, oh, look at that person. Oh, that person. Oh, that. Yeah, 
that never ends, especially these days. Yeah. So, yeah, I think to be honest, that's a perfect ending for this podcast for now. I, I like where it went. Um, we went sure. <laughs> it kind of went all over the place. That's good. I like it. Good. <laughs> but I, I, this is kind of maybe uh, what we were thinking about. We're, me and Paul were talking about this a couple of days ago about. We wanted to have maybe, I'm not sure what we're going to call it, but kind of like a reselling light. So we're touching on it, but touching on the subjects that are around it as well, like life, like how it affects us, like different approaches to thinking about it. And uh, maybe we can come up with some new ideas and help us improve, like Paul always says, uh, improve and have fun. Okay. I mean, yeah, so... I just want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, this has been the Reseller Niche Podcast and for myself. And then before I go, Paul, can you let people know where they can find you again, just in case? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on the blog at improveandhavefun.com. And I put everything there in my social media links. I put, uh, you know, the podcast, all the videos that I upload on the different formats. I put everything on the website. And like I said, just uh, reach out and or comment on the blog and I will get back to you for sure. Excellent. Thank you for having me on the reset. Oh, thank you. You, you kept this going. This is good. And we got, we got to do this again. So I, I really appreciate it. So until the next one, thanks for listening. Have a, have a good one. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.